Are you ready? Are you ready? For one sack sports. Are you ready? Are you ready? For one sack sports. Good morning, One Sox Sports. I am Cheech Katsi, the host of the One Sox Sports Podcast, and joining me on the phone all the way from Western New York is my co-host of the One Sox Sports Podcast, Uncle Brad. How are you today? I am great, Chase. It's good to be here again. I always appreciate being invited, so thank you and good morning. Good morning to you as well. Now, we thought that we had the college football playoffs all figured out after last week. It'll be interesting to see because I think there's more uncertainty now than there was. Yes, certainly with two of the four teams losing, with both uh, TCU and USC losing, there is now uh, a lot of upheaval. And uh, it'll be, I think the, now obviously we're doing this in the morning, I believe the show is at noon today when they announce it. But yeah, so right now there's a lot of discussion of who's going to be the last two spots in. Yes. But you want to know who there's no uncertainty with, and that's Syracuse. They... Finally won another game. When we recorded last, they were six and one, and we were like, ooh, how good could they be? Well, they're now seven and five. Yeah, I hope it's not the uh, not the curse of one sack sports, but uh, no. <laughs> well, they, it's the curse of Clemson. They lost to Clemson before we came on. That is true. Yeah, their their uh, record. They always play Clemson tough. Yeah. A record after they play Clemson is not good, and that unfortunately continued again this year. Um, granted, part of it was the schedule got a lot harder, which everybody knew that. Um, and they had, you know, the further they go into the season, the more injuries they get. And Syracuse doesn't have a lot of depth. Uh, but I think what really discouraged people as the season went on was just how each loss seemed to get worse. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, Clemson, they lose, tough loss. They were ahead a lot of the game. So you said, okay, they battled. Notre Dame came in. Now, Notre Dame ended up looking better than we thought at that point, but, you know, really they kind of got blown out by the game. Yeah, at the they, time Notre Dame was a 500 team. Yeah, and then they go to Pittsburgh, and that was just the ugliest game in the world, and they lose that game, and that's that's probably the one game you circled that they really should have won of the stretch. Schrader didn't play, so that, that didn't help. And then the Florida State game was probably the where the bottom dropped out, losing 38-3. to you know? So that, I think that's really what discouraged fans is that, not so much that they lost, which is discouraging, but it was like each loss was getting worse. Yes, 100%. And they figured out, not only with um, Schrader going down, they had no line on the offense or defensive side, and so the teams they were playing were able to just easily exploit that. Where do you think they're going in bowl games? Do you think they're going to Yankee Stadium? That is the most logical choice. Um a lot of Syracuse alumni in New York. That's probably the one bowl that Syracuse will actually draw, relatively speaking, a lot of fans. They haven't been there in ten years, so it's not like it's you know it's not like they were just there. I know bowls don't you know kind of want to say they're different teams, but it's been ten years. That that's a logical choice for Syracuse. I, I figure they're probably it's either them or Pittsburgh. I would think that from a New York standpoint, they'd rather have Syracuse than yeah. Pittsburgh. So that's kind of a logical choice to me for Syracuse. And for weeks there, we were saying they'd end up in the Fenway Bowl, but Syracuse requested not to be put in that. Yeah, that was kind of news there. That Yeah, that's the other logical one. You know, either Fenway or the Pinstripe Bowl. But then, yeah, they requested not to be, which, uh, as it turned out, was – which is funny because they don't often highlight the, the student part of student athletes. No, they don't. 
it was the end of their finals week, so basically they would have missed all their finals. Right. Um, so I guess that's good that the university actually at least cares for the students to uh, get their finals in. <laughs> sure, they pretend to care. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, at least they pretend to care. I guess that's a better way to say it. Do you think they can be good again next year? Um, so good is a relative term. So if you if you look at this season from where everybody thought they were before the season began, they overachieved. Yes. They did better than everybody thought. I think everybody at the beginning of the season would have said, hey, you know, seven and five, that's fantastic. Great year. That's about as good as they could have been. And the funny thing is, especially if you look back now, the schedule, I think, ended up being way tougher than people thought at the beginning of the year. Yeah, no one thought Florida State was going to be any good. They yeah. Notre Dame wasn't that great. So it's funny. that So it's they did better than people thought against the tougher schedule than people thought. And yet here we are at the end because of the five-game losing streak. I think there's maybe a little disappointment. But if you kind of leave out, again, they probably would have lost the five anyway. It's just kind of how they lost. So if you leave that out for a second. You know, really, this was a successful year. So going to the future, this is kind of, I think, the hope. This is really the ceiling for Syracuse is that, you know, you want them to be in the six wins, so they're going to a bowl game. Maybe they get a couple breaks, so they win eight regular season games. Or if they've got, and I realize Schrader will be back next year, so, you know, you get you get your quarterback there for the three or four years, maybe. Maybe you go up to 10 wins. That's probably really optimistic. That's but. really optimistic, yeah. Do you – Tucker, we both assume, will go pro. Yes. Do they have another running back that could fill in for him? Well, they started to work LaQuint Allen who is a freshman this year, and he actually looked pretty good. And, I mean, Tucker is great. And if I'm him, I would probably go pro because the, the offensive line really held him back this year from a monster season. Yes. So I think the running game is probably more dependent on who's on the offensive line and the health of the offensive line than who's really the running back. And Gatson was only, a, I want to say, a sophomore this year, so that you figure if he doesn't go somewhere else, he'll be there for another few years, and we continue can continue the Garrett to Gatson line. Yeah, yeah you, you pulled that up. I thought he was older than that. So, um, yeah, assuming he doesn't transfer out, he would be back next year. Schrader, I know, again, I, I can't imagine Schrader's going to transfer out. No. So you would have Schrader and Gatson back. They're, I know a lot of their offensive line were seniors. I know one guy who was a senior said he's coming back because, you know, it gets kind of funny with the COVID years. So right. even though people were seniors, they can still come back. So really don't see how the offensive line shakes out. But the for the receivers that actually caught the ball, Schrader, the running backs, I think they'll be okay with those guys. We'll have to see how the offensive line shakes out. Yeah, I think the quality of not just their offensive line, but also their defensive line will really be the determining factor the next few years. Agreed. Yeah, the defense, so that's kind of a different story. I think all their linebackers or seniors will be gone. The secondary was not seniors, but they had guys that could go pro. Ah. I know like Garrett Williams, who tore his ACL, uh, was probably going to go pro, so we'll see what he does with, with the toward ACL. Deuce Chestnut is another guy that I think could go pro. Uh, their defensive line was young, so I don't think they had a lot of seniors there. So I think they lose a little more on defense. Uh, but again, you know, with the transfers, you really have to see how that shakes out with 
who they lose and and if you want to put a positive spin on it you say who do they get right maybe maybe they bring in somebody uh that's better than what they're losing because if you look at you know they can offer playing time they're seven and five this year coming off the bulls so there's not you know i think what was it yeah last year they were five and seven coming off a one and ten the year before so you know, you wouldn't expect you wouldn't expect to get too many good players, no. but maybe they can get somebody in the transfer portal. Well, I think we move on to teams that actually more the country cares about. Uh, so let's move on to our trivia question. Today's don't Google it trivia question is: Where was the first ever World Cup held? Uncle Brad, you said you did not know this one. That is correct. I did not know this. I have no idea. Um, so this is a pure guess. I'm going to say somewhere in Europe. So maybe, um, I don't know, I'll say England. I really have no idea, though. Well, stay tuned till the end of the episode to find out the answer to that. And moving on to our joke, today's ha-ha hilarious joke, is what kind of tea do soccer players drink? Um, this one I also did not know, and I'm not really sure. I was trying to think of what it could be, something with, you know, Kicking or scoring, I, I couldn't I couldn't come up with a uh, clever statement. So this one I didn't know either. So I, I was over two this week. Uh, I think you got them both last week. Well, not last week, but two weeks ago when we did it. So yeah. we'll go back to those at the end of the episode. Well, let's move on to the main topic. We are recording this at ten fifteen Sunday the fourth. The college football playoff committee is supposed to reveal their rankings later this afternoon. Who do you have as your four? Um, I think I it would have, so obviously Georgia and Michigan are the easy ones. I think right. you know, they were put two. They there's no reason to change that. So three and four is what's open because uh, TCU and USC lost. USC already had a loss. I think they're right. done. So I think I think they're out. Um, it'd be hard to argue them ahead of Ohio State or Alabama, given that now they have two losses. So that left TCU. What do you do with TCU? And my initial reaction when as I'm watching the game last night was thinking, oh my gosh, they're going to be out. It's going to be Ohio State and Alabama. This is going to be terrible. A two-loss Alabama team is going to be in. But as I thought about it more, um, Kansas State is 10 now, and they won. So they're going to, obviously, so they're going to probably move up, I would think. Um, even if they stayed at 10, you could say, okay, TCU lost to the 10th team on a neutral site in overtime. So that's not a bad loss. And I know Alabama's losses were close, but they had two of them. And they were to... They were very close to losing a third as well. At LSU, yeah. So as I thought about it more, I think I keep TCU ahead of Alabama. So that ends up with Ohio State in there. Um, And then you get into this, you know, do you have Ohio State at a TCU? But you end up with a Michigan-Ohio State rematch right in the semifinals, which I think nobody wants. So mm. I think you end up with Georgia, Michigan, TCU stays at three, and Ohio State's at four. So I think we agree on the four, but I believe I would put Ohio State ahead of TCU. I would agree with that. Unless it was Michigan. The only thing is that I think you don't I, – I don't think anybody wants to immediately see a Michigan-Ohio State rematch. They just played last week. I mean, I realize it's like a month until they play again, but in terms of games, it's going to be only one – if Ohio State are going to play in consecutive games. So I think the committee – it'll be interesting to see if the committee fiddles with that so you don't end up with Michigan-Ohio State because I think 
I mean, I guess it would still get a good rating because it's the semifinal, but I think the country does not want to immediately see another rematch of that. Well, yeah. Didn't they do that? Was it last year? I think it was two years ago. Didn't they fiddle with it so that oh, Michigan, not nah, uh, Clemson and Notre Dame didn't play each other three times? They might have done that. They've done that with Alabama and Georgia that they didn't. Was that maybe that was even last year? They, yeah. They, they played the SEC championship game. I mean, it's one thing if they both win and get to the finals, but right? They, but do it again it'd be consecutive games for ohio state so i don't disagree that if you were in a blind layout you because you uh because again ohio state would have just lost to michigan as number two now granted it was by a lot and it was by at home uh, you might put ohio state ahead of tcu but i don't think you immediately want to go back to a michigan ohio state rematch yes i completely understand what you're saying but i still think they'll do it i believe now, my dad has uh, Bama in front of TCU, and he would say that the whole game. Did you watch the TCU game? Yes, I watched a lot of it. Their quarterback carried the team. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it ended up going to overtime, but yeah, yeah Washington, Kansas State was in control. And that was actually Kansas State's backup quarterback who was in there. Now, he's played a lot because Martinez has been injured quite a bit, but. Uh, so if you're in Kansas State with a backup quarterback really was controlling the game and TCU kind of, you know, pulled it pulled it out at the end of regulation to tie it. Uh, but if you leave that out, I, you, I mean, it's, it was close and TCU barely lost. But, yeah, watching the game, Kansas State was really in control the whole way, which, again, could argue that they're, they're maybe not as good as we thought. But this gets into – I mean, if you say, well, who do you think are the best teams? You say Alabama's in it every year. Right, yeah. I don't like that argument because it just disregards the games. Right. Yes, if that's the argument we're going by, I could go four or five SEC teams deep before I'm saying TCU is better than them. Like, I might take LSU over TCU. I might right. – I'll take definitely take Georgia. Yeah, I mean, Alabama's probably going to have a lot more guys in the NFL than TCU. Right. I'll take – I'd take Tennessee with their quarterback over them. Right, yeah, Tennessee with headed Hooker was probably better than TCU. And, right. uh, you're right, but but I mean, you can't ignore the game. Correct. They won, and while no other, you know, top five Big Twelve team. I mean, there were a lot of good Big Twelve teams. Yes. So, and, like again, they they beat Kansas State earlier. They beat Oklahoma again. I'm not saying these teams are great, but right. they're, they're decent teams. Yes. They beat Texas. You know, they beat Oklahoma State. Correct. I mean, they had, again, not maybe great wins, but they had good wins in there. Yeah, they had a lot of really good wins. The one thing I'll – and Michigan – I was saying that if I was Michigan, I wouldn't have played a single starter yesterday. You're right. Prob- you're right. Probably if they had lost, they were still in. Um, and they still might have even been the two seed. With, yeah, because, of course, by the time they played, they knew everybody else had lost. So you're right. The chance You wouldn't – you wouldn't have dropped Michigan below Ohio State. Three, so it would have had to be three other teams that, yeah, would, yeah. So I agree. You, you're right. In the way it played out, given that the other teams lost, yeah, you weren't going to drop Michigan below Ohio State, say TCU, and then in Alabama. That's what it would have needed to have been to have fall out of the right. top four. And I think yesterday proved how much better Georgia is than the rest of everyone else. 
Yeah, it was funny. They, how good has Georgia's defense been? They gave up by far and away the most points, the most yards yesterday. You think, oh, and yet they, the game was never close. <laughs> and I would say that probably you could give me an argument for Kansas State, but LSU was probably the best team that lost yesterday. That was gonna sorry. TCU was the best team that lost yesterday, but LSU was the hardest team that someone who's going to be in had to play yesterday. Right. I mean, I know my rankings are lower than Kansas State, but yeah, I agree. LSU probably is better. You know, if LSU played Kansas State on a neutral field, probably you'd say LSU would win. So right. yeah, I agree with that. And yet, what did Georgia do? They they went by twenty, and it really wasn't even that close. It no. was like thirty-five to seven when I. They first looked at the score. <laughs> yeah, it was never close. Think of how little we've just... This is the first time I'm ever going to say the word Clemson during our recording today. Think of how much their loss to South Carolina last week now matters. Because say they win that game, I can make an argument for Clemson being in over TCU. Yes. And again, this is where, you know, do I think Clemson is really that good? No. No. But it, well, by the games they played, and... They would have had one loss to Notre Dame that ended up not looking as bad as it had. And they would have been higher, because I forget where they were before they lost. I think it was seven or eight or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So they they could have had an argument at, yeah, 11. So that would have been, I guess, uh, 12 and and one, because they would have won. So, yes, they really, that South Carolina game, in hindsight now, really hurt them. Because they could have had an argument to get in. Could have. I I agree with the could have statement there. Next, what are your thoughts on the other New Year's Six Bowls? Let's just quickly go through the top teams and talk about where we think they'll end up. Yeah, I'm not a bowl guru, so I am, I am cheating a little bit here because I know there's tie-ins from yeah. like the Orange Bowl is the ACC and I think the SEC and it goes, you know, but then it goes, you know, you lose the top teams to the Final Four. So I am cheating a little here looking at the ESPN. That's absolutely fine because I don't know all of them either. Yeah, what they've got and who they've got projected just because it helps remind me of the yeah. uh, conference tie-ins. I think Clemson will go to the Orange Bowl. Yeah, so Clemson is definitely the Orange Bowl and I'm looking here. They've got... Uh, Tennessee in the Orange Bowl and Alabama in the Sugar Bowl against Kansas State. That would make sense. Yeah, they've got it that way versus, I mean, yeah, you could you could flip it, but probably Alabama would rather be in Louisiana, not that it's like all that much further to Florida, but probably prefers that versus uh, going to Miami. Right. And this will show, I believe this will show us this bowl season, how much better the SEC is because LSU will get like the third best LA, SEC bowl so they'll be up against not a medium team, and they'll destroy them. Yeah, just looking here, they've actually got LSU in the Citrus Bowl against Purdue. Right. We don't. We aren't Purdue. giving any Purdue Purdue any credit of being a good team because they lost to Syracuse. Yeah, I, you're right. I think Purdue will stop. I'm sure LSU will stop Purdue. But yeah, you're right. So yeah, LSU is yeah. <laughs> Way down the list because of how, uh, even though they're really good, but how good the uh, the SEC was. Correct. They've got, but this is interesting. They've, they've got, yeah, Tulane is the top, uh, was a group of five yeah. schools. Actually got them, so they have to get in one of the bowls. Correct. They have to have the Cotton Bowl against USC. That, that could be interesting. That would be interesting. And I believe it's whenever the college football playoffs do expand, Tulane would automatically be in. 
Yes, so Tulane, had, yeah, because they were the, well, I assume because they won, they'll, they'll be one of the highest, they'll, they'll be the highest non-power uh, non five. Power, yeah. They call it the group of five, whatever they use, that's yeah. what they use. Uh, so they have to get into one of those uh, big six games. Yeah, the, yes. And then look, they got Penn State, Utah in the Rose Bowl. So somehow Penn State, I didn't realize Penn State had a good year, but they went ten and two. And I think they lost to Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, I know they lost the only two good teams they played. Yeah, to show you how down the Big Ten was. Yeah, there was, they only played. Uh, granted, they beat Purdue the first game of the year, but again, so did Syracuse. They they only played two ranked teams, and they lost to both. Right. So uh, I'm looking at. I I was wrong. It, the Expanded playoffs don't start next year. It's 2024 they start. And I believe it's 12 teams get in. And the top four teams get a bye. And I believe all of the conference champs get in of the Power Five. And then at least one group of five team has to get in. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I remember there being that, that there's six kind of at large bids, and I, I remember the number six for the at large. So I, I believe the math works out the way you said it. Right, because it's twelve teams, four get a bye. Yeah, okay. So that is how it works. Not at all confusing. I'm excited for them to expand. What are your thoughts on a, the expansion? I think it's been needed for years. Yes, I agree. Um, so football always has had haves and have nots. Yes. And, getting into these super conferences you know the fear was oh my gosh if you're not in the sec or the the big 10 you know it's you know you can't compete you're never going to be able to do anything you can't be in it well this actually levels the playing field because now i'm going the other way let's say i'll, I'll pick on the pac-12 which lost usc and ucla wait a minute why do i want to go to the sec where now there's you know six or seven really good teams right in the Pac-12, all I have to do, no matter how good or bad I am, if I win the Pac-12, I am in the playoffs. Now, granted, yeah, I might lose in the first round and get hammered, but at least I can say I'm in the playoffs. I've got a, I've got a path, direct path to the playoffs. So in that sense, I think it, it gets more teams involved and it evens the playing field and it actually, I think, hurts the quote-unquote super conferences because yeah, they can get it at large bit, but again, right the SEC, like let's just pick on LSU, I mean, maybe they deserve, the same man, well, I guess they're going to end outside, but yeah. you could maybe, oh, they deserve to be in the top 12, but are you going to pick five SEC schools? Right. Oh, no, probably not. The other thing I'm going to say is that I don't know if with this new expanded, I think one downside to it could be is let's take a team like Michigan. If I'm a team like Michigan and I think I have a good team and I have a high shot of winning the Big Ten. I don't play a single good non-conference game. I don't schedule any Alabamas or Tennessees or Clemson's. Yeah, but I think this is where the at-large, I see what you're saying. That you're right. It lessens the regular season some because now if you have one loss, it's not catastrophic. Right. And try and go undefeated. But I think you could say, like, again, if we pick up Michigan, you say, okay, if I trip up to Ohio State, I don't win the the Big Ten. You know, now I got to get that large. How do I improve my at large? You, but you still only be a one loss team then. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if they figure they're in the Big Ten and just winning enough Big Ten games will 
offset, uh, uh, you know, having no non-conference. Right. Which actually, I think Michigan had a pretty bad non That's why I chose Michigan as my example, yes. Yeah, they played yeah, Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. Now, granted, I know UConn ended up 6-6, six and six, but UConn really wasn't that good. So no, they had a pretty uh, <laughs> bad non-conference. And we're going to talk about one-loss teams. The only team we said 12 get in. Georgia, no losses. Michigan, no losses. TCU, one loss. USC, that's a two-loss team in the top 12. Alabama, that's a two-loss team in the top 12. Tennessee, that's a two-loss team in the top 12. Penn State, that's a two-loss team in the top 12. So is Washington, Clemson, LSU, and Utah. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So it's – you're right. The downside is that the – you know, so college basketball, which people say, oh, the regular season doesn't matter because 68 teams get into the tournament. So obviously, obviously, I mean, even the best teams have four or five losses – Right. College football, I mean, you could say, even with four teams, that yeah, every game mattered. Right. And like, we, we discounted Alabama because they had two losses, right. even though they weren't bad losses and they no. were really close. Now there's enough, you know, with four spots, there's enough undefeated and one-loss teams that we're not going to take a two-loss team. Right. The thing I'm going to say about USC now is, though, yes, I don't think they can get in with their two losses, but I might still put them ahead of Alabama because they lost to the same team twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is funny. They lost to the same team twice, and the first time was at Utah, and it was really close. And the second one was on a neutral field, right? Yeah, and it was not as close. They looked pretty banged up, um, you know. So yeah, when, when you just looked at the one loss that they had, it was by one point at Utah. So you'd say, okay, that's. I mean, that's comparable to Alabama's losses and Alabama, two of them. The second loss to Utah again, I, I, don't, I mean, you could argue either way because you say, well, yeah, they've only lost to one team. Well, then, But then the counter-argument is, yeah, but you need to learn how to beat a team if you've played it before. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. You can say, well, you saw the third loss, so you, know, you should have been more ready the second time, but they lost by 23 in the second time. So just to recap everything we said, because we did ramble for a while, we both have Georgia 1, Michigan 2, but we and we both have Ohio State and TCU getting in. You just have TCU ahead of Ohio State. Yep. It'll be interesting to see if the TCU quarterback can end up playing because he did not seem right at the end of that game. Yeah, he was pretty banged up. Uh, it is a month, so hopefully with a month he'll be, you know, as yep. close to 100% as you can get. Very good. Let's move on to the NFL. So the NFL is about three quarters away through, which is incredibly hard for me to believe. I feel like it just started last week. What are your thoughts on the season so far? Um, yes, I do agree. It goes fast. Seems like yeah, it always goes fast. Um, the AFC people thought that had more good teams, and it's kind of played out that way. I, it, yes, I agree. Besides the the NFC is getting to a point where it's very predictable. But I feel as though there's still a lot to be decided in the AFC. Yeah, the AFC, you can go from, you know, the, the well, Kansas City has the one seed, but, right. you know, the second or third seed to out of the playoffs with a one-game swing because everybody's so bunched together and a lot of teams have played each other. So you get into this where you, you know, when you're a game ahead, you, you might lose the tiebreaker, but you're a game ahead. Well, then you lose and you end up tied and you lose the tiebreaker and you fall. That's what's happened to the Bills 
until they start to win here. And so you go from like second or third to out of the playoffs <laughs> very quickly. So a lot, yeah, a lot because I'm just looking here that the Jets are seven and four and the seventh seed, which is the last. And all the, there's uh, four teams that are of the seven that are seven and four with the same record. Right. The Jets, the, the Ravens, Ravens, the Titans, and the Bengals are all seven and four. And the Dolphins are eight and three, so that's only a game separating them. So correct, but you, you be yeah, in to out pretty quick. I think the um, Bills and Chiefs, however, are kind of I'm going to call them tier one this year. They've kind of put themselves ahead of everyone else. I would agree with that. Yeah, Kansas City, you know, they lost obviously lost to the Bills early, and they lost to I think it was the Colts early, which was a total shock. But since then, they've looked really good. And I mean, they, you know, the NFL. A team, you think a team's never going to lose, because like the Chiefs, and then they always trip up once. But it's hard to see them tripping up more than once the rest of the way, which means they'll finish fourteen to three. Yeah. Which I know mathematically the Bills, in theory, if they uh, win it all, could catch them. Right. But it's likely that the Chiefs are going to get home, get the number one seed and home field advantage again. Ah uh, yes, it's the Chiefs had the Bengals left today at four thirty. They have the Broncos next week. The Texans, the Seahawks, the Broncos again, and the Raiders. Yeah, so today's probably their hardest game left. I would 100% agree with that. And, you know, it's hard to see them losing to anybody other than maybe Seattle the rest of the way. Yeah. That entire division that Seattle's in, the NFC West, is weird this year because the Rams we all thought were going to be good, that they aren't. Then we thought Jimmy Garoppolo was done as a 49er, but he's carrying them all the way. Yeah, that's been kind of uh, upside down. The, yeah, actually, it is upside down. The Rams are dead last. Uh, 49ers are first, which, again, the 49ers' plan was to have Trey Lance play, and he gets injured in, what, the first or second game, and now they got Garoppolo. Yeah, Seattle, everybody thought they'd be terrible. No, they were second at 6-5. and five. The Cardinals are probably doing four and eight is worse than I think they, people thought. Uh, yeah. If you had asked me going into the season what I thought the best division in football was, I'd probably say that. And it definitely would not have been the NFC East, which I want to transition there for a minute, because there's a possibility all four of those teams get in. Yes, they're all over 500. That is a total shock, because people thought the, the commanders and the Giants would be terrible. And, I mean... Nobody thought the Eagles would be ten and one. The, the Cowboys always seem to do worse than you think they are. That they, they think they think they will do. But yeah, I agree. All four of those I'm going to just start to play off students now uh, could get in. I'm just curious. Are all four in right now? The what? Yes, four are in right now. The playoffs started today. The one problem is I believe that the Giants and Commanders play each other twice. Yeah, that's the only. Obviously, I haven't looked at everybody's schedule. The only thing is, yeah, because they're all in the same division, they all play each other, which means. Somebody has to lose, which right. could not. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Jack the Commanders twice. Yeah. And then the Eagles twice. The, yeah. So it would be – and the Commanders also – the Commanders, I'll go through their schedule real quick, have the Giants twice, the uh, 49ers, the Browns, and the Cowboys. So they have a really difficult schedule. Yeah, so that could – I mean, Seattle's only half a game behind the Commanders, so that could uh, – that's probably what will end up happening. That could knock one of those out just because they're guaranteed to lose. Right. It's, uh, so Seattle might slide in. Right. That that would make sense because 
even if they split the series with the Giants, that might end up with like both of them out. Right. Right, yeah. If I had told you beginning of the year Jalen Hurts was going to be the MVP, you would have told me I was crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Eagles, uh, I mean, I know they played the, made the playoffs last year, but they've uh, done way better than and they've actually looked good every time I've seen them. Hard, seen hard them. to believe. Yeah, their offense has looked really good. And I wasn't sold on Jalen Hurts as an NFL quarterback, but, you know, he did it. Last year, and he's doing it this year, so I think I've been proven wrong in that. Yes. They have a difficult schedule left. They have the Titans, the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the – not the Eagles. They are the Eagles. The Saints and the Giants again. So that yes. – Yeah, Titans, both games of the Giants, at the Cowboys. Yeah, they've got a lot of tough games there. They Now, they, they built up a cushion, so I think they're going to be in the playoffs. The question will just be, okay, do they get the number one seed? Right, because even if they were to lose out, which I we can't imagine they would, they'd still be ten and seven, which might put them in the playoffs still. Yeah, ten and seven, they're probably they again. We'd have to see how the tiebreakers work out, but yeah, they probably still a ten and seven team is probably going to make the playoffs. Correct, and it's very likely a worse than ten and seven team will make the playoffs because of everyone's favorite division, the NFC South. (laughs) Yeah. Is Brady are Brady and Rogers both done? I know I put that on the outline. Are they both done? Um, I'll start with Rogers. He yeah he has fallen off a cliff. He was MVP back to back MVPs, and now I mean he can't throw for two hundred yards. Where before a bad game for him was three hundred yards. So I don't know what happened there. Um, if you if you exclude Brady for a second for the conversation, I mean, Rodgers, I think, is 38, which would be about the time most guys retire. So he might just be he might just be done. And Brady is, yeah, he's, I mean, he's 45, so it would not be a shock if he's done. But, yeah, he he's uh, fallen off a little bit, too. I know Tampa Bay's got a lot of offensive line issues. So maybe that combination – he's got a little worse. The offensive line, a lot of injuries – so maybe that combination has just made him, uh, you know, be worse. But again, uh, they can still make the playoffs. They'll have a whole play, so they can make the playoffs and win, win a playoff game. And you still think they're okay, even though they'll probably finish with about a, you know, a nine and eight record. That's yeah, possibly even worse than that. Let's yeah, see I haven't looked at their schedule. I, I have it up. Let's see who they six right now. Yeah, they have the 49ers, the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Panthers, and the Falcons. Yeah, they'll probably... That, what you said probably sounds about right. Yeah, because, I mean, okay, 40... I mean, I, you know, they might slip up somewhere, but they're not necessarily going to always lose. To the, I mean, most other than the 49ers, the other games... Well, I guess I'm sorry. The Bengals, yeah, 49ers and Bengals. Which, if they lose those two and beat the Saints, Cardinals, Panthers, and Falcons, then the record that you said would work out yeah, about right. Be yeah, yeah, they could still lose those two with the other four and be 9-8. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that seems about right for them. Let's hop over to uh, the. I'll let you talk about the Bills for, I don't know, three minutes. Go ahead. Three minutes. Uh, yeah, the Bills have righted the ship a little bit here, so they came out on fire, and then because uh, even the Dolphins' loss wasn't debilitating, because if you watch the game, there were a lot of extenuating circumstances, so that wasn't so bad. And they were six and one, and then all of a sudden, and you figure, oh, Jets, they'll beat them, kill the Jets. Vikings at home, they'll beat the Vikings, and somehow they found a way to lose both games. 
and the last, well, I should say not the last, but the Patriots game was, they kind of went comfortably, but the Browns and Lions games were close. So a lot of injuries, injuries have caught up to them. Um, and I think what they've gone to, it seems like they've gone to running the ball more because when they were losing there, they even started with the Packers games that they won. Josh Allen went back into where he started to turn it over a lot. Mm. And the turnovers were crushing. Um, I mean, the, loss, the Jets game and the Vikings game were both because of crushing turnovers by Allen. Let's give the Vikings a little bit of credit. They are a 9-2 and two team. They are in an awful division, but they are 9-2. and two. Yeah, so that's not necessarily a bad loss, but it's still a game that I think I think Buffalo, looking at the mirror, you know, feels like they should have won. They, yeah, they probably should have. They're a better team than the Vikings. So it seems like the last three games, they're trying to take pressure off Allen. I know his elbow's hurt, but it, I mean, it looks like he's throwing the ball fine. That they're not that they're going to be a great rushing team, but if they run it twenty-five to thirty times, that's twenty-five to thirty plays that Allen doesn't feel like he has to be Superman, right? Which he can be Superman when they need him to be. Yes, but I think that sometimes gets him into trouble with some of those, you know, crushing turnovers. Yes. The Jets they had they turned it over into twenty once, and then so that cost the points, and then they turned it over deep in their territory that the Jets got a touchdown, and they lost by three. So that's you know ten to fourteen point kind of swing with those two crushing turnovers. Yes, yes, it is. Let's. Uh, do you have the Bills? I have the Bills schedule right here. I can pull it up. Let's just see who they have left, and we'll see. Because they're – they're. it's not even a sure thing they're going to win the division, which is interesting to say about a 9-3 and three team. Yeah, so, yeah, it's got the, they got the Jets at home, Dolphins at home, at Chicago, at Cincinnati, Patriots at home. So – They could win out. I say the good news for them is they've got all the teams that they need to beat to. So the Jets and Dolphins, they don't have the tiebreakers. So playing them kind of eliminates the tiebreakers. And then the Bengals are a team that's kind of right there with if the Bills are lucky enough to win the division, that they might end up with a tie with them. So the good news is, I'm not saying it's an easy schedule, it's not an easy schedule, but they're playing team. They're playing the teams that if they win, not only will they get a win, but it'll also give them key tiebreakers in terms of the playoffs. Yes. And I think we can both say pretty confidently that the Chiefs will be the number one team. So if they beat the Jets, Dolphins, Bears, and Patriots, they don't need to win that Bengals game. Right. If they go, yeah, if you figure that the number one seed is gone, which unfortunately may be, yeah, if they go, because they have, what, five games left? Yeah, four and five, get up the two seed. They'll win the division. They'll get the two seed. Right. You know, even a three and two, I guess it depends who they beat and how it plays out. Right. I mean, three playoffs, three and two. Uh, but really for them, what's important is getting, you know, the best seed to get as many home games because I, I don't see a lot of teams coming to Buffalo in January and winning. <laughs> right. Definitely not Miami coming to Buffalo. And- yeah. <laughs> And uh, for, I mean, uh, the Patriots probably will make the playoffs, but yeah, even even New England didn't look comfortable the uh, in January. In, in no, they do not. <laughs> so I I let you go about the Bills for a while. Let's move on to something else. So the U.S. got knocked out yesterday of the World Cup. I watched some of the game. They did not look great. They have a really good defense and no offense. Okay, Brad, enlighten me about soccer for two minutes. Um, so I'll preface all comments with I have not watched a single second of this World Cup. 
So that'll probably, uh, you know, totally undercut whatever I say, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't watch any international soccer. So all I'm going on is what I've uh, kind of read in the articles after the games and leading up to the games is, yeah, the U.S. team was really young. I think the youngest yes. team in the and it sounded like yesterday the Netherlands took advantage of that with a couple of defensive lapses and got two goals. And I know they went three to one, but once they're up two, once they're up two to nothing in soccer, it's, it's over. Not, yeah, it's like impossible to score two because you get tied. They'd have to score three goals to win. Right. Uh, so I guess the the only hope for U.S. is going forward is because it was so young. Hopefully they learn from this. Hopefully they get better. I agree that they didn't score much at all in this. Uh, so, you know, they won basically because they, they give up zero or one right. goals. Uh, they need to somehow find more offensive firepower going forward that they don't have to be, like, so perfect on defense. Yes. Games they gave up a goal they didn't win. That was the entire tournament. They tied <laughs> They tied Wales, they gave up a goal. And then yeah. the game they won, they didn't give up a goal. And then this game they lost, they gave up three. It'll be interesting to see how uh, the – Team USA looks in four years whenever the World Cup comes around again. Let's move on to our trivia question. Our don't Google it trivia question was, was which was, where was the first uh, ever World Cup held? As always, I hope you didn't Google it. Try and learn something for yourself. Uncle Brian, your guess was England? Yes. And you were confident it was in Europe, correct? Yes. It was not I, in Europe. I, was, I wouldn't say confident. I was just guessing that it was in Europe. It was in Uruguay. Oh, I never would have guessed that. That was Uruguay for the first World Cup. Uh, because it went back and forth for oh, it always used to go back and forth between a South American country and a Europe country. So I have to, I can't remember the year it was. The first ever World Cup, uh, was held in it was held in Uruguay. In 1930, so a while ago. Let's move on to our joke, uh, which was, what kind of tea do soccer players drink? You had no idea for this one. I had no idea. I don't think I would have. I may have gotten the Uruguay one because I had been reading stuff leading up to the World Cup about it, but I would not have gotten this uh, joke, and it is, what kind of tea do soccer players drink? Penalty. No. We did a. We just need to record you and play it. So that's uh, this week's joke and trivia question. Thank you, Uncle Bud, for joining me on the line. Thank you, Colton, for being behind the camera, and thank you to my Nana who writes, who helped write the theme song you hear before every single episode. Uncle Brad, anything you want to close with? What are you most excited to see today in sports, whether it's the NFL or college? Um. Well, again, thank you for having me on. I always enjoy my time here. Uh, I appreciate you. I You keep inviting me back, so I, I, I'm going to pretend that that's because I'm a good host and you like having me on. Uh, no no pretending there. <laughs> uh, so, again, I'm not a soccer person. I know there's World Cup games on, so I will totally ignore that there are people that probably want to watch those that are in the knockout round. But I will be more focused on football, a lot of good football games today, Titans-Eagles, uh, I know it's a Dolphins, 49ers, Chiefs, Bengals. So a lot of, a lot of games with um, kind of playoff seeding implications. So that's that's where my focus will be. That'll be good. I'm really interested to see who they who's higher, Ohio State or TCU. 
And if Bama gets put her in front of or behind USC, I expect them to be in front of, but I could see the argument putting her behind. Thank you, Uncle Brad. And I'm Chase Gatsky, host of the One Sox Sports Podcast. Thank you, Uncle Brad. And I will see you in the next podcast. Bye. Bye.